announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? This is Sonia Gomez tuning in from Denver, Colorado. This is another rock star episode of On the Rise, where we are talking about the journey of the entrepreneurs who are pushing the cannabis and hemp industry forward, making it possible for people just like yourselves to have safe and legal access to the highest quality products on the marketplace. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez, and I'm super excited to be talking to and introducing you guys to our guests for today, Joel Peterson and Danielle Derman, who are the owners and founders of Priceland Hemp, the first legal hemp dispensary in Wisconsin, where they jump from real estate into the cannabis industry, no matter what the threats from the Department of Justice were or the threats of arrest. Here they are, pioneers in their quite conservative state opening up the CBD dispensary. So here to tell their story and share a little bit about the journey of being able to own and operate that type of business in their state, our good friends, Joel and Danielle. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here with us. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited to hear your guys' story. This is, you know, as, as everybody knows who's listening here, this these are tumultuous times. We have businesses growing faster than the legislation can keep up with. I have family in Wisconsin, so I know, you know, somewhat of what the temperature is like over there. But before we dive into your ventures in the hemp space, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is, and how you got into the hemp CBD space? So basically what what we were doing prior to this, we had rental properties and we flipped houses. I was a licensed contractor. So you know, doing construction, of course. And then um, my wife, she was the designer. So, uh, you know, it's it's great having, you know, a team work at things. So initially we were going to build a hempcrete house and we actually had zoning. Uh, we had a lot and we were going to build this house. And then instead it just worked out where we, we got a building downtown Black River Falls. Uh, we opened up our shop and, and that's just... It's all history from there. Well, I want to dive into that history because most of the buzz that we see in the marketplace right now around hemp CBD is coming from online. You see ads all over social media. You see people, I at least interface with people every single day, entrepreneurs who want to be hitting that national marketplace. And I believe that the local marketplaces where these companies or their owners are originating from are underserved. And you guys are taking a really unique approach. Well, right now it's unique, but hopefully soon it'll be popping up more. Um, but you guys have taken a pretty unique approach in opening a brick and mortar store. Are you selling your own products there or are you allowing 
multiple products to distribute their brands inside of your space? Well, when we opened our location, we were all, you know, of course, we were white labeling like most companies in the beginning. And once we dived farther into it and started working with formulations, we're about 85% uh, in-house. We pretty much manufacture all the products ourselves. And so um, we have a couple companies, a, a couple of national brands that we work with just because they're, you know, they have good products. And uh, we try to work with, you know, as many companies as we can, you know, as we feel fit to, you know, for placement. So. so what was it that, you know, your real estate is a pretty lucrative industry. There's a, a lot of the people that I know are di diversifying their entrepreneurial portfolios by being in real estate or, you know, what are some of the other ones, cryptocurrency or even making the corporate to cannabis jump. What was it in 2018? You guys opened on 420, but what was it 2017, 2018 that said, yeah, let's, let's move this real estate game into cannabis. What, what, what made you guys make the jump? Well, I think that, you know, when we were, I started working with Hempcrete and I was really excited about working with the fiber side of it and, you know, just learning about the medicinal side of, of cannabis and, and the powers of it is, is really, I think that was the ultimate, you know, thing that pushed me into, you know, watching people actually heal naturally with cannabis is what was kind of the final stake that pushed, you know, us into, you know, developing our brand and, and just moving forward with it because i mean there was there was of course everybody was selling different brands you know a couple of national brands were in you know just different health shops and whatnot but it was like behind the counter it was never like you know oh blatantly hey i'm selling cbd kind of like how when we start advertising and put price line on there and i think it's about education you know educating people and and you know, people not labeling the leaf as like it's bad or whatever, educating what it can do for people and that it's legal. So you guys are parents and you guys are a couple. And so you're having to play a professional and personal role with one another in this pretty unnavigated landscape of the hemp industry. Talk to me a little bit about what's that like. Do you involve your kids in your business? Do they understand what mommy and daddy do? Talk to me a little bit about how you bridge the gap in the edu and inform and educate your own kids and um, how that translates into your business. Well, I think it's always been kind of an uphill battle because, you know, the um, forever people have been told that marijuana, cannabis, hemp, you know, they all, they all just, they kind of group it together, cannabis, hemp, marijuana, it's all the same thing. And I think that it's all been labeled bad. And, you know, that's part of what we're trying to do. And even with, with our, cause we have older children and my 16 year old son, he actually works in, in our production side. So, I mean, he, he's very interested in, you know, learning about, you know, what, what our endocannabinoid system does and, and how it operates. And I think, you know, that's the, the most important part when you're doing anything, when you're trying to help somebody heal naturally with the plant is that you have to know what you're treating and know what's available and what's illegal. Because, of course, we we always get people that inquire about RSO oil and certain things that aren't legal here, you know, that are trying to cure cancers and, and other things. So we try to, you know, point people in the right direction and also you know, I'm not an attorney, but alert them that, hey, Wisconsin's law does not allow for 
some of this, you know, THC products. So. Mm-hmm. Our daughter is, our seven-year-old is here. I, I try to be, you know, a working mom and, and try to juggle it all, and it gets hard. So she has been here numerous times, riding her bike through this big <laughs> store, you know, trying to help customers if she can with business cards. And, and you know, she knows it because she takes the CBD oil because she has, like, the proxy of speech and and um, so it really helps her a lot. And her just, she knows what the flower, what the plant does and, and she understands it at seven years old, so. And as to, yeah, I mean, it's hard to be a couple and be working and try to do everything together. Yeah, you have your struggles and, you know, you just kind of learn how to try to manage it all, I guess. Yeah, well, I I know the struggle because and the struggle is real. <laughs> I'm married to my best friend of 20 years. We've been doing business together for I don't know, probably 15 of those years. Um, you know, in 2009 we we came to Colorado to open up one of the first licensed dispensaries and work with the Department of Revenue on legislative development and since that time it's just been like a constant every day you know, together from sun up to sundown, there's no breaks. There's you like, it's just, it's so insane. And the, and the stress of the work and in, I don't want to say the stress, but like it is an unknown landscape. You're sailing into uncharted territory. And so that in itself comes with its own set of challenges. Right. So I think that there's something there. I mean, I think there's something really incredible about, you know, mama and papa preneurs who are in the cannabis or hemp industry having to pioneer and blaze the trails of of owning and operating this type of business um the many many hurdles and and threats and challenges that you're faced with on a daily basis but then this deep sense of reward that you're given at the end of the day it's i mean it's pretty incredible and you guys keep talking about the stories of the people who are impacted by your work I want to, I want to get a, a picture. Maybe you guys can paint this for me, but you're cruising up to opening day for your shop there in, in your town and the Department of Justice knocks on your door. Talk to me a little bit about what that was like for you guys as new business owners in this new industry being the fir- very first in your area. What was that like for you? It was very scary having a lot of money invested just to to open up and to be told that if you open that you're breaking the law and um, yeah, very scary. And I, I've never, I've never been to jail or had anything like that. It wasn't on my bucket list to have that done, but it was really scary. And I did, I was like, I don't want to be here on opening day, but I knew that I had to. Her brother said she'd bail her out. So yeah, that, yeah. that kind of pushed her into it. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I, I thought about it and I knew our rights and, and I knew that we weren't doing anything wrong. And all the people that reached out to us, depending on us, it, it became to, well, if I have to have a mugshot on my bucket list, I guess it has to be. <laughs> but well, I think, I think the overwhelming support from the community and, you know, even even the sheriff um, after time, you know, after everything kind of wore off, he, he understood, you know, what, what our license included and what it was limited to. 
And, you know, when the day I actually was out in front painting the building by hand, I seen, uh, of course, you see when the sheriff's department's walking up about three or four of them thick, you know, with another lady in a, in a suit, you know, and they introduced themselves as the Department of Justice and Attorney General. So, you know, I mean, it's, it definitely wakes you up to the fact that, hey, people are taking notice of what we're doing and we're here to educate. We're here to explain to them that, hey, this is our license. You know, we kept, we kept showing them the license. We showed them all the product that we're going to be selling. And we had a couple of different news outfits. So, I mean, we had plenty of advertising on behalf of cannabis because, I mean, we're ultimately working for the sacred plant. So, I mean, we sold all of our products in two days. The first two days that we were open, we, we sold all of our products. So we sold about 30K of product in, in uh, the Friday and Saturday that we were open. So. Wow. Wow. Congratulations, guys. That's crazy. And so now here we are a year later, a little over a year later. Talk to me a little bit about what the temperature of your guys' business is. is are you guys still doing well there or has are, have things evened out? Is there more of a buzz in your well, community I, now? Or Yeah, I think that, you know, we're getting like, we had a pastor from a church. We're working with a lot of people actually filling an order down Ecuador. So, I mean, we, we have 56 affiliate locations of different other shops selling our brand. Um, we're very sought after. We have a distribution company that's selling our products. I mean, we, we haven't reached out to anybody, which we're so blessed that we haven't, you know, had to go out and actually do sales like how other companies, Green Roads and whatever, they actually send salesmen out. We haven't done none of that, you know, and we're we're just kind of at the tip of the iceberg, I think, you know, when you look at being in this industry and, and how you know, CBD covers so many different things and then working with CBG, CBN, and it's just, it's endless, you know, learning, uh, you know, we have a lot of different products that are in R&D right now that we're, we're excited to release as they're become available. And, you know, as I pass the tests and, and the labs and making sure that we know, you know, cause we're, we're ultimately learning from people, you know, we're learning what it can cure and what it can't, you know? So um, with that being said, you know, we definitely don't want to, sell something to something that's not going to work for them, you know, or they might have a hot UA for their work or, you know, trying to work with, you know, companies like we had the, um, Dr. Boardman coming from the Memorial hospital here in town. He wanted to find out what CBD was because he had some staff that were using it and they test for THC. So, and we're, we're actually in a suboxone clinic here in Madison. So we, we work with some rehab patients. And then we also have a doctor and medical director that will go to bat for any UAs or any situations that we have where people might, you know, have issues with their employer because we want to educate them. There's a therapeutic level that CBD full spectrum will produce on a UA. Yes. I love this. Okay, cool. I can't, I, I can't tell you how important I feel like the work for rehabilitation this is, I've seen way, way, way too many communities and both per personally witnessed, but almost every single person that I speak to has some sort of gut-wrenching story around the opioid challenges or drug challenges in their communities, sometimes even in their families. And multiple people have expressed to me the transformation that they've witnessed, whether in clinic or at home you know, with a family member watching the transformation as they use hemp-based or cannabis-based products to transition off of their opioids. 
what are some of the transformations that you're seeing in your community, whether it's from prescription medications or people who are improving their health? What are some of the stories that stick out to you guys? You know, some of the people, the, the biggest things that when I get called and someone says that they used to have seizures and they're not, they're seizure free. No, that those are the most important for me because I think, you know, seizure disorder is something that CBD is really good at treating. And, and I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't use that word, but, um, you know, working towards, you know, natural health. But I think, you know, when I, when I hear those stories, it's, it is, it's really hard, you know, breaks your heart kind of cause you, you think, geez, you know, cannabis did this. So it's kind of awesome. How about for you, Danielle? What are some of the stories that stand out for you? Um, there's a lot of, you know, just people with any, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, any different, I know like anxiety and different things like that, that, you know, you hear so many different stories of people coming in and just saying, you know, hey, thank you. Thank you for helping change my life. And I don't feel like we, it's the plant that did it, not us. We just brought it to them you know or you know made it available so yeah it is very heartwarming you know you know when people come in and tell you thank you and you're like wow okay i mean because the plant did it you know i yeah i do i do i've been working with miss mary jane for quite some time and i have my own transformational story in working with her and her derivatives and her uh uh, the different products and materials that she's coming out with now. So it's a really fascinating time for me. I never, and let me know if you guys second this. Did you ever in your freaking wildest dreams think that you would be behind the shelf selling cannabis or hemp-based products? Be honest. No. Not legally. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Not legally. Yeah. Do you pinch yourselves when you're just like, ah, ah, time to bring home the bacon? <laughs> well, I guess, you know, I don't think we ever imagined that we would be, you know, working with so many different people and having so much, you know, overwhelming reviews and recommendations and doctors and, you know, every walk of life pretty much coming through our door, you know, because in the beginning and people are a lot of, were, were skeptical. And I think, you know, as the word of mouth, which has been our best advertising, because we, we had a commercial, we've done minimal amount of advertising. It's mostly all, all organic that, you know, by word of mouth. So, um, you know, when you get people start talking, then they're saying, Hey, I actually had a good night's sleep last night or, Hey, I'm not using my cane or all the things that we've heard, yeah. you know, I love it. I love, love, love it. What would you say is the, is the mission of Priceland Hemp? What is it that you guys, you know, above and beyond that keeps you going when things get tough or when things are really great, you feel like really excited about getting closer to hitting that goal? What is the mission of Priceland? Well, I think that, you know, what we want to do is we, we've been working with some people, some low income people and actually people that really can't even afford CBD. So we're, trying to get CBD in the hands of people that can benefit from it. And we can supplement that through sponsorships through, you know, charging full price for products. So, you know, like we donate to the fire department and other local things, but to give back to the whole community as a whole, we want to, you know, help other people out that actually can't afford it. And we, we have 110 acres of hemp that we are managing this year. So we, we have plenty, we'll have plenty of product to, to go around for, for people like that. So that's kind are of you guys becoming fully vertical? 
Yeah, we we pretty much um, we have a in-house geneticist. We're we're slowly building our team, and you know we we have nine farms that we've developed, five that we actually own some partnership in. So, uh, you know, we we actually need it though because of the demand and just the amount of products that we're we're going through. Wow, very cool. And your where is most of your product being sourced or manufactured right now? In Boulder. Cool. I can't wait to see you guys when you come down to Colorado. Right. That is my hometown. I lived in Boulder for like 10 years. That's where our cultivation was. That's where a lot of our manufacturing are. That's where a bunch of the different brands that I work with are manufacturing in the Boulder, Loveland, sort of Longmont area. So it's a great place. I'm sure you guys are doing some amazing things up there. I'd love to come and check out the facility sometime and give people a behind the scenes peek, especially around the launch of this episode. I think people are really intrigued because there's not a ton of transparency in the marketplace. Everybody talks about the education. Everybody talks about their whole process and how they have the world's greatest hemp kissed by Zeus and Aphrodite, but (laughs) nobody ever really shows the behind the scenes the behind the scenes of how all of this stuff is working. So it's really exciting for me to be able to pop in and show them, give them a little taste and tease of, you know, what does it actually look like? What is the process that it goes through? It's actually not a bunch of Oompa Loomas. There are real people back there doing, doing some pretty cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing some pretty cool stuff. So I'd love to come and check it out sometime. That'd be, sure. That'd be an honor. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I am super excited to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for telling your story with us. And I bid you guys the best congratulations that that part of the world, but that part of the country is like third world as far as I'm concerned in their awareness or understanding of holistic health. I think this is a really, really huge opportunity. I'm, I'm referring it as many are to the hemp health revolution, where we are starting to understand through the conversation of hemp and cannabis the real possibilities of natural health, natural healing, and and not only recovering from the things that we have been quote unquote diagnosed with, but really working on the air of preventative medicine. How can we prevent some of these life altering illnesses? How can we nourish and fortify our systems when we're under so much stress, under so much pressure, having to perform at such a high level you know, how can we work with mother nature's medicines to supplement the things that we are otherwise depleted from. So thank you so much for the work that you do in the world and for your community. I'm, I uh, cannot wait to come and see you guys and see what you're up to here in Colorado and also over in Wisconsin. And for those of you guys who are interested in finding out more about Priceland Hemp, uh, we'll be posting links somewhere around this video, probably right below it. And I would be really excited for you guys to check out Priceland. Danielle, Joel, any final words or a message that you'd like to share with our audience today? Just be kind and always realize that, you know, that Mother Earth is in control. And and, um, if you keep that in mind, the sicker plant will always heal. Danielle seconds. She just nods to confirm. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for the awesome work that you're doing in the world. You guys, this was another rockstar episode of On The Rise podcast, where we are exploring the journey of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this industry forward. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez, and we'll see you on our next episode. Ciao for now.
Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.